Did you know that Focus on Women hosts a live chat on Clubhouse every Tuesday at noon Eastern? We cover topics such as imposter syndrome, personal media trends, diversifying your income, payroll, and prepping for portfolio reviews. This week's podcast is from a recent Clubhouse talk where Tracy Tarek and Mary Dale share how they reflect on the past year and how they take those insights to craft a vision for the year ahead. It was so good, we wanted to share it with all of our listeners. So let's dive in. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited about this chat because I think that um, it's kind of like the start of school for me, like how the end of the year is a similar vibe of like fresh starts and stuff, you know, getting things buttoned up and ready for the new year. So those are two times of years where I feel very, you know, invigorated to get my systems in order. So yeah, yeah, yeah. me too. And I love a good list. I'm a total list person, probably to a fault. But I think that that's for me, the best way to get it all organized and like think about it. And I also love to reflect yeah. on, you know, what are those things that went well? What didn't didn't go well? What are those things I forgot to do that I said I was going to do for 2022? Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, it's like auditing everything, not just your finance finances, but also, yeah, all the all the goals that you had that maybe you met some, maybe you overdid some, you know, achieved above and beyond, but reflecting in general is a good indicator of how you should start the year. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're hoping to chat with everyone here today about is sort of, let's talk about quick ideas on how to wrap 2022 and then some good tips on how to prepare for 2023. I think one of the ones I was thinking about today in terms of which we talked a little bit about, but when I'm wrapping the year, I definitely like to go back and look at what I said I was going to do, you know, was who were those wish clients that I had and did I get any of them and give myself a little bit of props for whatever I did get achieved in 2022. I think that's always important to remember are the things that you did do well, um, even the small stuff, right? Mary? <laughs> no, totally. And also people that maybe you didn't reach and, Mm-hmm. you know, trying to uh, figure out why it's not always in our control. If you didn't reach them, how to maybe change your approach in the coming year. Yeah, for sure. I think the other thing, and I don't know how many of you guys do this out there, but I, I actually like to create a vision board every year. So this time of year for me, I start gathering every magazine in the house, as well as printing out things that my artists have done that I've loved um, in preparation for like creating what that board's going to look like for 2023. Oh, that's great. I mean, think about it. We get mood boards from clients all the time. Creating your own mood board is such a great way to visualize what you want to be shooting, who you want to be working with. And if you are a represented artist, that's certainly something that would help your agent. Yeah. I like to hang. Yeah. I I've had a bulletin board literally sitting on the floor of my office for the last three months waiting for (laughs) Well, you're doing to a, put it all together. You're yeah. doing a physical mood board. I am impressed. I am. I'm still a digital, digital all the way. Yeah. I well, I yeah. I have to look at it every day. I want it on my wall. I want the yeah. reminder. You know. Fair enough. Anybody else out there do a mood board? That's pretty great. Amy, of course. Amy, you do a mood board, right? I was gonna say that, Amy. I love a mood board, but <laughs> this year I've been doing. A Pinterest board. Mm, mm-hmm, mm, wow. mm-hmm. And then do you keep it 
I guess, I mean, do you look at it? This is my problem with it being virtual is like, <laughs> will I go back and look at it ever? Yeah, <laughs> that's such a good point. I don't look at it as much as I should. I need to make an appointment to do that. But also I have been creating, this is so fun. I've been creating my like imaginary board of directors um, for my business. And I try to find pictures of these people who really inspire me. I try to find magazine covers or I print it out on a heavier than regular paper stock. Mm-hmm. And then it's almost like I've created little puppets of them. <laughs> And I have them kind of tucked into um, the container that I put my pens in. So it's like my little board of directors are staring at me all day. <laughs> That's cool. That. Yeah, I'll have to I'll have to take a picture of it. Very cool. And for those of you who do lists, like you also said, Tracy, that you do lists. I um, I think it started when Loki was virtual schooling at some point, and I had to create a separation in my house. <laughs> Um, I got this kind of rolling, uh, it's like a rolling whiteboard. Essentially one side of it is black felt where I can pin things and the other yeah. side of it is a whiteboard. And I think a whiteboard is underestimated when you go to all these ad agencies, you know, they have huge whiteboards. They're not cheap, but it, even if you get a small one, I think those are great ways to have something hanging in front of you all the time. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. Scribbling things down all the time. I walk past it with a marker all the time. <laughs> I do that too. I actually have a whiteboard and I have three different color sticky notes and um, I have like things that I want to get done, things that I have scheduled that are on the calendar and then things that are done. So I move the sticky note from, you know, want to do to schedule to done when it's done. And then they're color coded by, you know, one is ASAP, one is frog, like eat the frog. Ah. One is just like for fun. I love that. Yeah. I love that too. Yeah. I had to move to something physical because I was using the online, you know, the computer's sticky notes at some point, but it does become really distracting if it is literally behind all the work you're doing and it, it's just there all the time. I think if it's off to the side, but still visible, um, for me anyway, it's less distracting because yeah. I will hop from task to task. My eyeballs dart all over the computer screen. Right. <laughs> right. They're uh, all really good ideas. I love that. Um, let's see, there was some others on my list that as I was trying to think of other things I do at the end of the year, I mean, going back to, a, I think it was last week's clubhouse or the week before that we talked about bookkeeping. My, uh-huh. my other project is cr- gathering all those receipts, mm-hmm. <laughs> right. And then putting them by month, just some form of organization to feel like I'm at least starting to think about that. Yeah. I agree. If you can organize this year before the end of the year, I think you just start the new year a little more fresh. Personally, you know, my bookkeeper helps me get all of our 1099s together for, you know, our vendors to send out. And those are due at the end of January. So I feel like if you start the year scrambling around to get those W9s from your vendors so that you can issue those 1099s, now -hmm. is also a good time to collect those. So I think getting your receipts, making sure you have all of your vendor W9s, trying to get that stuff a little organized so that you don't start the year off just in a scramble to get those out by the end of January. That's helpful. Totally helpful. (laughs) Speaking to myself too. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Because I'm going to get the list. I'm going to get the 
Excel doc from my bookkeeper soon that, that starts asking me for those W9s. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I do, I was, I really tried to start my year off right last year with like, anytime there was someone new, we were onboarding, requesting that W9, you know, as part of the process and then immediately filing it so that it was yeah. somewhere. But there's definitely yeah. plenty of them that get snuck in at the end. Well, it's a good habit and we're not great at this either, but it's a good habit to kind of make, make it a policy not to pay people until you have it. It's a good way to get it from people because mm -hmm. if you're not paying them until you have it, then they'll get it to you really quick. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point, especially if you're on your own because you've got yeah. it. Otherwise, I mean, I've definitely, when that list comes in, there's names on there. It's a one-off, right? It's someone mm -hmm. like one time that I'm like, oh God, do I even still have their email address? You know, yeah, <laughs> so. exactly. And you may, you know, you may not need it for some people who are, you know, S and C corps, but for, for those who are single member LLCs or otherwise you do have to issue those. Some of the other um, corporate structures don't require it, but if you just have it, then you don't have to chase after it. Yeah. That's a good one. 1099s. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think the other thing too, I like to think about, um, Along that line is sort of, well, for me, and I don't know if you do this every year or not, Mary, and I, I don't usually do it every year, but this year I'm definitely renegotiating contracts with all the artists. Mm -hmm. um, so then sort of doing some homework on, are there things I'm missing from my contract, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's always good to refine, even as a, an individual photographer, like refining your terms and conditions. I feel like it's good to just have that launch fresh every year. So just mm -hmm. taking a look to make sure you have everything that you want it to say. Uh, I think when you're in the throes of a job, it's just really hard to sit down and rewrite all these things. And I think when we have some time, you know, not that I want anyone to work over the holidays, but it is kind of good, clear headspace time to think about those things. And I'm, I'm with you. I definitely I'm looking at all of our contracts as well. And um, another thing we do is we essentially audit the year in terms of clients and who we work with and how much we've made from each client. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing for a photographer to do this because you want to see what percentage you're making from any individual client to see how you can diversify your earnings. Um, we used to rep a photographer who had uh, just a huge percentage of his income coming from one client. And it just, it's, it's wonderful you know, but it's also a little dangerous because if that client does go away, that's a big chunk yes. of um, your income. So even thinking about who did I work with, how much, what percentage of my income is that, and how can I diversify my client list in the coming year? I like that. Because I think too, even when you're not, especially when you're not repped, right? Keeping track too, you could have forgotten who you worked with you know, nine months ago, right? Mm -hmm. That you maybe were like, oh God, I never followed through to find out whatever. Or I, you know, are they still on my mailing list? Like, are they still interested in working together again? Like kind of relooking at all of those potential clients that have come and gone. Even I've gone, sometimes <laughs> I've only done this for one of my stylists where I've literally gone back at the end of the year, we'll go back through our inboxes to all the inquiries Right. Like some of the people that we had to say no to because we weren't available. Um, right. To yeah. remind ourselves, oh, let's make sure these people are on our mailing list, you know, on our newsletter, getting them, you know, so that we circle back again kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
Okay. So what other, I was trying to think of some of the, around the contracts too. I was like thinking of things that have come up or questions that have come up to me lately um, that make me nervous that people haven't thought about having in their contract. Making sure you have a clause around cancellations. Mm -hmm. Still important, right? Um, Making sure you also say something about, I don't know how you word this, Mary, in yours, but something around who's that person who's signing off on the image, um, whether or not they're physically present or not present, and what that means in terms of can the customer come back to you for a reshoot? Yeah, um, there is a term we have for that. I'm going to look that up while we're talking, but Okay. Yeah, it's essentially having a, a you know an authorized representative from the client right. on your set so that um, you know stuff that's approved. And if they don't have that person, essentially, I think our terms say something to the effect of the photographer's interpretation of the project stands. Because if they mm-hmm. decide not to send anyone, it's just not fair to you know it's just not fair to right. hold that against the photographer and want to reshoot when they could come. Because now we can we all are masters at being remote now too. So. There's no excuse for no one to be present in some way or another. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I think that's a good one. Um, Someone recently, and I don't even know if I have it spelled out as much, but really making sure you kind of talk about the retouching. What does the word retouching mean to everyone? Because I feel like it's different for every client. I agree. Um, We've started making a differentiation between, I know some people call this uh, digital processing, but we've started making a differentiation between what we call file optimization and color correction, which is essentially, you know, when you're processing your images through with your tech, through your curves and your look, that's one thing, but then retouch, but and charge for that, please. And then retouching being specifically being asked by the client, Hey, can you lighten these shadows? Can you move this, you know, do this and that and moving things and comping, I think is a whole other thing. So making sure your pricing, if you can uh, get away with it, with your client's pricing, what light retouching is versus like comping and big stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. And even maybe, do you guys get to the, down to the nitty gritty of almost a schedule? Like here's, Here's when I'm going to deliver files. Here's when I need them back for you so that you can limit the number of rounds that are going back and forth. Yeah, definitely want to mark how many rounds and just either um, say that anything beyond the the scope is billed hourly or whatever your pricing structure is for that. Just so it's clear going in if they start asking for stuff that you've got it locked down. Hey, we're out of rounds. You want me to start billing you hourly? Here's that estimate. Yeah, I definitely think the last few conversations we've talked about the importance of the terms and conditions. You know, we've got this wonderful group, the AMA. Now, there's lots of resources out there with what not to forget. Um, right. And if anyone needs those, definitely reach out. But just making sure you've got everything covered in those terms and that you get it signed and countersigned. <laughs> right. right. Sign things, countersigned, all of it. Okay. And then I guess also kind of this goes back to some the other things we talked about, I think previously too, was like, um, do I have everyone lined up in my toolbox? You know, like what was I missing last year that I wish I had this year? Do I need a social media person to take that on off my plate? Do I need a lawyer? Like have I not procured a lawyer yet who I could call on a whim for, for the contract or for, you know, stuff that comes up from contracts sent to me that I don't know how to read. Um, 
you know, just kind of preparing yourself for what, what was missing from 2022 that you want to have in 2023. Yeah. And those pain points, like if there was someone yeah. struggled to find or that it took, you know, you never lined up and you just had to do it yourself. Right. Um, right. I agree. Um, and then I think this is one thing I always think of way too late <laughs> and my poor designer We'll be scrambling again this year because, and we've even, we don't even send it at Christmas. We don't send cards at Christmas. We wait till January because I, I just felt like I got lost in all the other stuff that they're getting from people for Christmas or for the holiday. Um, so thinking now about what am I going to do as a thank you to some of my return clients or clients maybe that I want to make sure they hear from me at the end of the year or I want to make sure they're getting a holiday greeting from me. And what is that going to look like? Am I just mm -hmm. going to do a newsletter? Am I going to do a printed card? Am I going to send wine? Whatever that is, I feel like this is now the time to start thinking about that before it gets totally but You know, you're going to get bogged down with your own holiday prep. And then you're going to have to figure it out. But yeah. Yeah, I feel like every year it just seems like warp speed from the minute Halloween right. disappears it's it's Thanksgiving and then it's the end of the year it's just it flies by it really does yeah yeah and I feel like every January at first my ours would get out there like that first week in January now it's like the middle of January <laughs> by the time I get it all done and out to people um, but now's the time to think about that and also kind of think about as I'm sure you all have already done because you've been through COVID for two years, but where are they, right? Like what's that address and will they let me send it to their house or do I need to send it to the office? You know, are they checking stuff at the office? You know, I just had a colleague, um, I hope I'm not giving away their secrets, but uh, a colleague <laughs> sent me a Google form that was really mm -hmm. awesome. It was essentially, um, we, it was a holiday gift centric versus, I think you could do this with a promo too. But it was, you know, hey, we would like to send you something for the holiday. And it was, you. they got to get their client to fill in all yes. that information. And then it said, if, you, if your company policy says that you can't receive gifts, where would you like us to donate? And there was a list. And I was like, that is fantastic. Smart. It's yeah. super smart. Because then people who do want to receive something for you will, they'll fill it out. So right. I thought that was a really great solution. Yes, I got something similar. It was almost like a Google survey, right? That you filled in. It was so easy. It took two seconds to exactly. do it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I thought it was smart. Um, instead of those individual emails that you're, you know, and then keeping track of the responses. Um, okay, so holiday gifts. Let's talk about the website, right? This is another time of year. Great time of year to start looking at that website. What if, What have I not uploaded that I've shot in the last year? what can I take down? Right. What? Yeah. In yeah, general, what, just re refresh, right? Another refresh, right? Yeah. Exactly. Updates and all that stuff. Um, and this, you know, we we're talking about the end of the year stuff, but it's also stuff that we know that January can be pretty slow for people too. So we're not just saying, you know, you got to get this done by the end of the year, but it is what to think about as you're getting through the holidays, even yeah. if this is your first 15 days and you know, the new year, but, um, just stuff to think about before you start getting busy right in the new year right totally um oh the other thing too i thought about is 
what about my treatment or my pitch decks? Like, do I have them in line? Or, and is there anything I want to change going forward, right? Like as you grow in your business and you change, you know, maybe, I don't know, the way you shoot or you're adding a new category or whatever that is, just kind of looking at those templates as well as part of the refresh, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think a good analogy for overall, like what we're talking about with the sites and the treatments, your terms and conditions, like everything in your toolbox, you want to make sure is working. You don't want to pull out your hammer and see that the handle's broken. You want every single tool in the toolbox to be ready to use. Yeah. As we start thinking about January, like you said, Mary, sometimes we're slower during that month, but I always like to look at it as, oh my gosh, I finally have some free time to kind of really spend on my mood board mm-hmm. or, <laughs> uh, right. Or, you know, I have to refresh eight people's marketing plans. Mm-hmm. You know? um, and also kind of good time to reconnect with all of them. For me, it's a nice time to sort of, you know, reach out and be like, Hey, it's the end of the year or it's the beginning of the year. And I want to make sure we have an hour or whatever, or we have coffee in person finally and chat about these things and what's the game plan, you know, and brainstorm the goals. Yeah, definitely. I think that when you have downtime too, your your head is clear. You probably get inspired over the holidays too. Because mm-hmm. when you're plugging away and just working, it's really hard to allow any inspiration into your brain. <laughs> so I think that over the holidays, just having some, you know, some downtime, probably get more inspiration and it might inspire some of these mood boards and inspire some of these things that you have to do. For sure. And I think the other thing too, to think about in that downtime and not to get down about it is taking care of yourself. And mm-hmm. what, what are you going to kind of implement going forward to make sure that you have some downtime that you're not going to get stuck and you have, you know, some kind of self-care in place or practice in place, which Amy is really good about. Maybe <laughs> you want to share some of those tips, Amy, while you're still, are you still with us on stage? Yeah, I love that. Something I was thinking about at the beginning was doing some reflecting and journaling on what assignments, what jobs, what tasks uh, you really enjoyed in the past year, what Mm. type of clients really lit you up and how can you do more of that? And then, you know, on the other side of it, how can you do less of those things that you really did not enjoy? Um, where can you delegate so that you have more time for yourself? Are you, are you doing work that lights you up? Are you doing those personal projects that inspire you? And I, I'm like constantly reevaluating my morning practice too, and all the different modalities, wellness modalities that I'm, that I'm into, yeah. um, and switching things up and, just ask yourself, what is, what is it that I do like to do? What is it that I don't like to do? And you have full permission to do more of what you love and less of what you don't. You can figure that mm-hmm. out. Well, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I know for not beating yourself up like, oh God, I had a meditation practice. I started it, you know, at the beginning of 2022 and by six months <laughs> in, you know, oh my God, I haven't meditated in three weeks or whatever it is, but that's okay. Cause I did something else maybe, or, you know, yeah. Just- Getting up out of your seat and actually taking a walk. Mm, yes. Right. <laughs> Clearing your head, right. Taking a break from the computer screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes even just like rearranging your office mm. can be really refreshing. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I think as offices went away, like both for Mary and I, right, where we're working from home now and we used to go into an office. Um, I don't know if you feel this way, Mary. I have a really, I have to remind myself to like get up and take a lunch break, like sit down and do something else for a half an hour. That's not work related. Absolutely. I, I miss being in the office. and I think Kimberly is out there somewhere, but when we were in the office, I had to be reminded to eat lunch by Willie. And now I'm at home by myself. I'm like, there's no one here to remind me to eat, <laughs> get up and eat lunch. And then I have a call and, a, you know, sometimes Kimberly as well will be on calls and we have to take the camera off. Cause like, this is the first moment I've thought to eat and I'm on back-to-back zooms and um, yeah. yeah, sorry to take my camera off, but I need to eat. <laughs> right. Those are all really good. Oh yeah. Awesome. Going through all the hey, Kimberly. Hi. I was like, Oh, I have to come out behind the curtain today. <laughs> Are you eating? No, I'm kidding. Uh, actually, I was laughing <laughs> because I was like, right, lunch. It's lunchtime, but I'm right. doing a mailing list and it's just never ending. Yeah, I was getting texts last night at nine at 9 p.m. about mailing lists. And it's, oh, do you know so-and-so at Trader Joe's or Whole I'm like, oh, my God, diving into the Google spreadsheet to find oh. things. So. Oh. That's- it's kind of like going into quicksand, honestly. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, I'm going to give myself like a half an hour and I'm going to find these things for this person that wants to send out their newsletter today. And yeah. Like, no, I can't find these things because then this thing leads to another. Exactly. Right. And-, and other people's urgency suddenly becomes, you know, ours as well, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. Oh, well, I think that leads me to something you you mentioned to me, Mary, when we were talking about doing this and that I'd love to share is what Leslie Grow did last year yeah. where she well, kind of put up some boundaries around when she yeah. was answering her emails, right? I think that's important. I learned a lot from her and it stemmed from the Focus on Women Instagram takeover that I did. And I called her out because it was such a great thing and it has to do with the whole, you know, taking care of yourself and self-care and mental health and all of that. And, you know, she had taken a hiatus and, also, you know, puts an out of office in place for the weekend. She's like, I'm offline for the weekends, please. Here's my calendly to schedule a call with me, which I think is, you know, fantastic. Now we all have these wonderful focus buttons on our phones we should be using too. But, you know, I think that she spoke to something that I didn't kind of pinpoint that I was feeling. I'm actually even feeling now. I've been struggling with this entire fall, which is burnout and creative burnout. And I've been feeling it. And I think that that's something I want to work on in 2023 is the boundaries and just kind of pacing myself in these tasks. Because to Kimberly's point, we do get a lot of, you know, I want to, I need to do this right away. And that urgency becomes our own. And there's only so much time in the day. Something that Leslie posted on her link tree that I went right to and I follow is in Leslie, she's, I think it's just at Leslie Grow is her Instagram And in her link tree, she has a creative burnout playlist. And when you click that, it goes to Spotify and she has created this really incredible (laughs) playlist of podcasts. And it's everyone from Glennon Doyle to Jay Shetty. Um, Just some really fun stuff that I've been listening to and they've been really helpful. And I wanted to thank her for assembling that list. And that was last year she did that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's super important. And I, I like you, um, can feel, I feel that need all the time. Like, what are the boundaries? And 
and it is hard when it's when you're asked to do something and you're in the middle of something else everything gets shifted and learning to sort of shut that down so that you can focus on something for two solid hours and then move on to the next task would be really awesome yeah do either of you have any tricks for like not feeling bad about doing that because that is something that <laughs> right. I see no. that text message come in and I'm like, I'm going to set this boundary, but man, it's sitting in my head, like, dink, 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 dink. And uh, it's hard to not want to be like, you know, I don't want to say it jumping is. for everyone, but making everyone feel like they are important to me because they truly are. It's just um, sometimes sure. I don't know that people realize that like, well, you're emailing me, someone else is texting me, a third person's calling me. And mm -hmm. how do I prioritize who goes first? It's like a life vest situation sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're right. Yeah, no, I think I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, honestly, because I feel bad every time I do it. But I do know it's important to do. And I think I mean, I don't think we should feel bad if we can't get back to you within minutes, like, you know, that's reality, right? No, I know. It's true. I do. I do sometimes think of a text message as an email. And just like, you know, just because you sent it to me in this moment, you know, I saw it like there is yes. like a window of possibility in which I can answer it. But it is sometimes my internal struggle with like not feeling bad to For the sure. person who, you know, it's the most important thing on their deck today. Right. No, I, I, I feel you. I mean, I'm that way. We have this impulse to answer right away. I mean, we've got these, you know, banners and alerts and these things that fly in your face while you're doing other tasks. So it's almost impossible to ignore these things. It is like, like I said about the, um, the focus, you know, thing uh, on the phone. Now, if you're synced to the cloud on your computers, and I'm not assuming everybody's on an Apple, even though I kind of am, but you there's, there are ways to turn those things off. And that's one of the first things that I did. Um, earlier in the year and with everything I've been through over the last year, I was like, you know what? I have to turn off some of this noise so that I can focus. And I've turned off those alerts because it's really hard to ignore them. Even if it's, you know, my bookkeepers in my Dropbox right now and it pops up and says that Sita has made a comment on even just that my eyes dart right over there. And then I'm like, okay, I just completely hijacked my own attention. What did I, where oh, am I? Really? I do that all the time. Like those notifications, right? That come up on your computer. Oh, yeah. Got to turn them off. No, agree. I agree. But um, I think you just have to do it. And I think that people ultimately understand. And something that my husband used to always say was that, you know, wherever you put the line, people will come right up to it. So if you move the line back, people will come right up to it again. So it doesn't matter how much you keep moving the line. People will always come right to that line a boundary. So you have to just set them a little further out and not closer to you. No, don't keep caving in because people keep coming and coming and coming. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about, I mean, Mary, I know you and I use Dropbox and we like it, but I know there's some of those people in the audience out there who don't. What are the other alternatives? Cause I don't even think I know what a better alternative to to it is. Yeah. I know some of my clients send me stuff through box.com. Um, yeah. Anybody else in the audience want to chime in on it. what they use to share files or because for me, I'm, you know, it's not just sharing. It's sharing folders of files and then it's sharing invoices and 
contracts. Yeah. And I agree, Natasha. I love Dropbox. I when yeah. people tell me that they don't know how to use it, I'm like, I will give you a tutorial personally, just so we can use Dropbox. <laughs> it is so easy. I think For it's kids. easy too. Yeah, yeah and especially if you're syncing it with your desktop, so you can literally drag things around just like you would in your Finder, um, and you can selective sync. So if it's bogged down bogging down your computer, you can decide what to keep in the cloud and what, what to download. So I really, I like mm -hmm. it. Oh yeah. We've got another person too. Hi, uh, I like Dropbox, but I have a post person who prefers WeTransfer. I definitely see, I use, I use that also. I use WeTransfer for files, for getting files to people, but just for like organizing everything that yeah. lives amongst my artists and myself, I'm using Dropbox. Me too. But I just send a Dropbox link. I mean, I literally right click and say share link for me. Right with some of the artists we have, we share each person's folder with them. So each artist has access to their folder. We share it. And so right. anytime I'm putting stuff in, they see it in real time. So when I then get a WeTransfer link, I go a little nuts because for me, I'm like, you just uploaded that for me to download it, to put it in the Dropbox where you could have put it in the first place. <laughs> so. Right, right. So I'm like, ah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's good. Okay. Then I feel like I'm using I feel like I'm using the most robust thing I could possibly use to host to host thousands and thousands of images. Yeah. And other information. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Cool. Okay. Anyone else out there want to chime in or ask us a question while we're up here? Um, you guys are in the Focus on Women Clubhouse room and we are talking about preparing for the end of the year, as well as the new year. What do you do to wrap it up? And what do you do to prepare? Um, we are all ears to hear what you guys want. Okay, I've got someone coming up on the stage. Oh, hey, cool. Ellie. Good morning, or good afternoon, wherever you are. <laughs> Depending where you are. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still making breakfast, so. Um, I wanted to add just, um, I'm a photographer and I think that I definitely am a planner and I think that I tend to just jump into planning for the new year. Um, but I have a very close friend who does a really good job of first looking back and she puts together um, like her top 100 images uh, from the last year. So it's a lot of like going through all of your work from the previous year and you know, really looking at what you were proud of. And um, yeah. I'm really hoping to do that this year because I think it's such a good practice. And um, it's definitely like takes time, but um, I, she always thinks it's worth it. And I, like, I agree. So that's going that. to be my goal for this year. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I was wondering if anyone did that even as a, as kind of like what they send to the clients at the end of the year, sort of like, you know, here's, here's what I did in 2022, you know, and it's, I don't know, maybe not a hundred images, but something, it could be a collage or something of sort of, you know, showing what you're proud of and reminiscing about the wins, which I think is important to do. Cause I think we get, I think we forget about it, especially as we're moving on to the next year, right? It's easy to get bogged down into what, what's on the to-do list, but what have you already done? I think is super important. Okay. Anybody else out there? Yeah. Hey, Muriel. Hi, I'm a, I'm a photographer as well. I'm an interiors photographer. And um, one of the things I like to do at the end of the year is think about the questions that I keep hearing over and over 
from my clients, from homeowners, and I use that to update my marketing materials. Um, I have PDFs for my clients about my process. Um, I have another PDF about our site visit and what to expect and how to prepare. And I have another document for the homeowner answering those questions that always come up. So at the end of the year, I like to think back on what questions have I heard this year that are not in these documents and, you know, just update that. So my marketing and my, I want to say support materials are fresh and up to date. I love that. That's a great, I think that's a really good tip because it, it is those things. They all ask the same question every time. So you every should time. something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great. Thank you. Sure. Awesome. Hey, like Lauren. That. Hi. Hello. Welcome, new board member. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I, I'm like, I feel like uh, New Year's, this like time of like ending a new, ending one year, starting other is probably my favorite part of the year because I am, I like, I love a good reset <laughs> and a reassessment of you know how things have been going because I feel like by the end of the year, all of our sort of good intentions and plans are starting to maybe get a little frayed at the edges. And so I like to, to rethink about that a lot, especially around how I like, this sounds very like, so it's not quite as grandiose, but just the, the very fundamentals about how I plan like my days, like looking at the week ahead and getting back into that habit of like really sitting down with my calendar and writing out. I'm a big, like, I have to have everything in my digital calendar, but I like to write things physically like down in a notebook or something. It just helps me process it in a different way. Um, but actually writing out like, okay, these are the the meetings I have. These are the, the things that require me to like be one-on-one -on -one with somebody in some way. And then compared to that, how many, how many blocks of time do I have for actual like focused work or follow-up work? You know, if you have a if we have a meeting about something and that's going to require me to like do 10 different tasks, well, when am I going to actually get those done? So actually mapping out the time that I have for like the different aspects of work um, is really important. And I, I like kind of rethinking about that at, you know, looking into the new year too, because before my calendar starts to get too crazy for next year, I really want to be thoughtful about how I actually want to spend that time instead of just reacting to what I have left over based on what's on my calendar, if that makes sense. Um, so what I really want to be spending time on as this year ends is looking at next year and thinking about, okay, how, you know, where, where have things not been very balanced lately and how can I rebalance that in a way where I'm, I'm splitting up my time over the week, um, looking at next year of saying, okay, well, I, you know, I want to make sure I'm not leaving the house to run errands or do a shoot more than, you know, twice a week. And so dedicating that time and then saying, okay, well, then I'm going to need three days, you know, whether it's editing or emails or just all of the computer type work, um, right. you know, and just being really thoughtful about how that all gets distributed. Cause it's really, it becomes really easy to get super busy and be reactive versus intentional. Right. So yeah, that's. That's my big thing. <laughs> I love that. That's good. Okay. Oh, we've got Natasha on the stage too. Hi, Natasha. Hi. How, how are you guys? Good. Welcome. Thank you. I guess for me, I took a slightly different approach this year. And like, instead of trying to do all these like 
to do's like I really tried to focus on just like one-on-one connecting with like either clients or people I want to work with and I feel like it somehow has worked really well because in a weird way I haven't done my newsletter as regularly but the one-on-one has been good and I think um for as end of this year what I wanted to focus on is um doing making some kind of nice mementos for clients I've worked with and like kind of just being grateful for those collaborations because I think that's been really important and having like these you know repeat people who keep bringing me back has been amazing so I think yeah gratitude focusing on the wins and like making some sort of nice thing for them yeah that's interesting that you bring that up because one of my artists this morning I wrote her to find out how her last email or newsletter went and she's like you know, the stats look great, but no one personally responded. And she's like, and and yet if I emailed them individually, I get, you know, twice as many connections. Um, yeah. And I have to say, maybe I got discouraged by some of my like kind of response numbers or whatever, you know, yeah, like right. that might have been subconsciously part, which I know you kind of <laughs> talked about in your email newsletter, Amy, like in the recent one. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe that was partially, but I don't know. Um, I, sh- I, you know, I should probably do both, but I feel I enjoy doing the one-on-one emails. It feels right. more, you know. And if it works, that's all the better. Yeah, I mean, like I've been wanting to shoot for New York Times forever, and that that was one of the ones that kind of worked. <laughs> so awesome. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I like that idea. I think it's good to sort of like Amy was talking about earlier too, right? Changing it up and not always, you know, don't and rethinking what are the things I don't like to do and what are the things I like to do and being able to let go of some, uh, you know, being okay with like, oh, I'm not going to do it that way anymore. Why do I have to do it that way? There are no set rules, right? So that's awesome. Anything else as we wrap up, Mary, that came to mind or that you want to share with everybody? Oh. What, are, what else you're going to do towards the end of the year? Well, I mean, this is mainly me as a rep, but I think it is a little decent sneak peek into our next conversation and something that I think everyone should think about if they haven't already is that I'm, I plan to talk to each of my artists to make sure that they are properly set up in their business formations and, and stuff. I've given um, a resource to one of our artists that wasn't um, incorporated. And I just feel it in the industry that we're in and the liability that comes at us from whether it's our states or our clients and production, it's just so important to have that in place. I know there are still plenty of sole proprietors out there with, um, you know, their business license, et cetera. But I think that, you know, one of the things I'm working on is making sure every single person that is on my roster is buttoned up in that way and protected and has workers comp and all the insurances and stuff like that. So um, definitely something we will talk about at length on, on, our, on our next Ask a Rep. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm working on that so that I can better serve them as their rep, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think that'll be good. Um, and it's a good topic for those of you who aren't repped as well to really start thinking about, especially as you grow and um, as, I don't know, I feel like as contracts become more and more picky about, do you have workers, your own workers comp? What are, you know, are you incorporated? Can you show me proof of certificate of insurance? You know, right. all those questions that suddenly, um, seem I feel like companies are getting more and more savvy about that and and picky or not or <laughs> not right 
Yeah, they're getting picky. They're just, um, I think they're handing down a blanket of compliance to make sure that they cover their own liability. So, so we sure. should cover our own, you know? And I think that even state to state, this is part of what we're doing with the New York Fashion Workers Act in, in New York State, is, you know, even these legislative people don't understand the difference really in our industry between an independent contractor and an employee. And those are still lines that are blurred with what we do. And the easiest way to sort of unblur that line as a photographer, you started your own business to have your own business. You didn't want to be someone else's employee. But, you know, if on paper that's not clear, it's just, it's, it's a mess. And that's what I'm dealing with right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's an important topic for sure. Mm -hmm. For mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. Well, thanks everyone for tuning in, for showing up, for bringing your tips. We hope that you all um, have a great rest of your day, rest of your week. We will be back here again next Tuesday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. And I think Next week is with Shelly Waldman. She's going to do some goal setting and mindset. So we're still on that theme. Um, here she comes. She's going to tell us more about what she's going to talk about. Yes, goal setting and mindset. It's all about goal setting. Um, since tomorrow and Thursday, I do, I'm doing a two-part goal setting workshop uh, for those that actually want dedicated time on your calendar to reflect, refresh, and um, dream big and then take those big dreams and break them down into milestones so you can actually hit the gas come January instead of taking January and maybe part of February to do exactly that. Definitely make sure to tune in uh, next week with Shelly to hear more. And then Mary and I will be back, I think, the following week after that or two weeks after that to finish up um, our conversation and talking more about the tools you need, insurance and payroll and what are all those things and what, yeah, how to be, you know, set up your business the proper way. So thanks everyone for checking us out. We are focused on women. Please make sure to check out the podcast, consider becoming a member. You get lots of great perks like access to some amazing reps and other photographers. We do, you get a portfolio review. You'll get a, um, a free mentorship for, I think it's six sessions for a half hour. I never get it right, but something like that. It's all on the website. We have a Slack channel where you can, you know, talk to the other people in our community. Um, lots of good things. And we're so appreciative for those of you who are members, but also for those of you who support us and show up to our clubhouse. So thanks everybody for coming. Focus on Women is produced by Shelley Waldman and Tracy Tarek. Mix and tech production by Sterling Coates. Additional marketing support by Hilary Bumgarner, Lauren Hubbard, and Rainy Vespi. If you have any comments, questions, or ideas for future episodes or guests, email us at hello at focusonwomen.org. You can learn more about Focus on Women online at focusonwomen.org and follow us on Instagram at focusonwomen underscore org.